Hello listeners and welcome to this month's episode of the Kinky Boys Podcasts. For this interview we're talking to Logan about the fetish and action of trampling. But as it's October there's also an extra treat. We have a bonus episode this month. Uh, That'll be our Halloween special coming out later towards the end of October. Before we progress I would like to thank our patrons. Our good boy tier list are all thanked and listed down in our show notes. And here I would like to personally thank our daddy's favourites tier. So, Stuart Timmins, Nick Bain, Adam Ferris, Connor Bone, Deco Verry, Brian C, Harry Hypnotist and Matthew O'Mara. Just know you are daddy's favourites. Now with the thank yous out of the way, I'd like to say on with the show. Hello, and welcome to this month's Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig, and today we have Logan here to talk with us through his trampling and foot fetish. Logan, welcome. Nice to meet you. You too. It's been great. I've been looking forward to doing this episode for a while now. So you are very much into trampling, and I thought that'd be a good topic to cover. So... Uh, why don't we start from the top? Like, so if someone's heard trampling, what's that? How would you describe trampling as a fetish or an action? Hmm. Okay. I'd say that trampling is part of a kink or fetish. I guess that depends on how you uh, approach it, where you use your weight, usually in an erotic or sadistic way against, against the other person's body. When it's trampling, it means that you're adding that weight by standing on or walking all over the person. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, that's the best way to describe trampling, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's quite concise. So you often see... Sorry? Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, it's trampling is basically just stepping on someone at the yeah. most root of it, so... Yeah, like you'll see a lot of photos of people standing over someone's back or on someone's chest or thighs. Mm-hmm. So getting into it, so from a psychological perspective, because we always like to dig into that on this show. Love so it. what's the appeal of it for you? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like maybe I could, I'd probably answer and say that the the pressure is erotic. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just, if, if I can for a second, I would just like to do a compare and contrast to other types of kink, right? Sure. One of them is uh, called impact play. Most people mm-hmm. don't know about that name. They know about the specifics like paddles or spanking or floggers, that kind of thing. So their thing in that in that kink is impact, right? So I guess the, cover, the, the same things that people like about those things compared to... Um, to impact play. And I guess for guys that are into like me that are into being stepped on and walked all over, I guess the equivalent is uh, pressure. So the pressure is what's erotic. And I mean, you have many examples of, of how erotic pressure can be even within the vanilla population, right? Mm-hmm. With like erotically pressing your body into your partner. If you're doing like yeah. non-kink, more sexual things. Um, let's see. Wrestling is actually a very solid example because almost the entire time you're doing a wrestling match even in the fetish context you're using your pressure against the opponent and especially in the fetish context it works in a lot of people who are into wrestling are into trampling that i found anyway so i guess that's what appeals to it for me the pressure <laughs> yeah so just picking up on what you said about like a lot of people also into wrestling like i also noticed like a lot of people are into sort of face sitting 
which is essentially yep. forced rimming, as yep. I understand it. And it is that uh, same thing. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, forced. Well, I never thought of it that way. It kind of is. But at least at the very least, I can I can definitely agree that it's it's super related. A lot of people who are into 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 trampling are into face sitting, or at least mm-hmm. I'm not sure which way it comes uh, from the the most. But I would I would definitely say that face sitting is like a, a close related. It's an easy one to segue into. Yeah, because it it's all the same sort of family of using body weight and pressure. Mm-hmm to exert control or sensation onto a person. Right. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so I tend to be into most things that involve pressure. <laughs> yeah. Cause Sorry. so for my own experience, I've only ever done tried trampling once as sort of, I don't know what the term would, would the term be the bottom? Yeah. So I think universally in King, top and bottom are pretty, yeah. pretty satisfactory. Sometimes I like to use the terms, sometimes I like to use the terms gifter or receiver, but mm-hmm. some hit for some types of uh, kink or fetish play that can be a bit confusing. So top and bottom is by far the best way to go about it. But the way we have actual proprietary terms in trampling anyway, or that kind of thing. So for if you're the one giving it, you're called a trampler, spelled T-R-A-M-P-L-E-R. If you're the one receiving the trampling, meaning you're the one on the bottom about to get stepped on or whatever is happening, you'd be called the trampolee, spelled T-R-A-M-P-L-E-E. So, And if it's any type of way play outside of uh, trampling, meaning you're, maybe you're just sitting on the person, for example, it would be called, uh, you would be called the squasher if you're the top, and then you'd be called the squashy if you're the bottom. Weird things like that, just not weird, but like uh, unique things like that are, I guess, when you when you're talking about like specific fetishes, there are whole like worlds around them almost. Oh, yeah. Often there's like a customized sort of labels to use when specific types. And yeah. So what I remember from like the one time I've tried it is it's this intense. It's a very intense experience. And what I remember it from it is how hard it was to breathe. <laughs> That's like, yeah, like, and the guy was wasn't even putting like his full body weight onto me. He was just like sitting half on like the end mm-hmm. of a bed, and like he was just putting very slight pressure his end on, and I was struggling to breathe, and I was pinned to the floor, and I began to see the appeal of it then. You said you did or you didn't see the, the appeal? I did. I very uh, much did. Yes. Um, yeah, so the, the... How do I put this? So trampling and squashing, which is kind of the term for trampling that isn't using, you know, both feet on the person, yeah. just using any type of other body weight. With with squashing or, or trampling, it, it's rooted in SM as far as BDSM is concerned. Mm-hmm which means that there is like an implied a characteristic where it's going to be challenging uh, and sometimes painful, you know, it turns into a whole other topic on like on safety and such. But it, it's something that, believe it or not, the more you do it, which I guess someone mm-hmm. with a fetish for it would arguably definitely be in that category is the as the is the better you become um, at tolerating it. And then different types of weight also influence that too. Like for me, I, I think I encounter personally, I experienced pain before I, before I experienced difficulty breathing. <laughs> it's more challenging right. to breathe, but mm-hmm. at the very least, you know, 
I definitely feel it, I suppose, is the, is the way to put that. So I, I can relate to that. And apparently, even after my first times, it did not wane me away from wanting it again. So I kept on going for it again and again and again. So oh, that's pretty cool. It's, so just to pick up on something you said, you said, like, the more people do it, the more pressure they can take. So They're, is it like like physical thing or psychological? Like you adjust yeah, to being in both. that position. I would say I would say it's both. It's both a physical and a psychological thing. Sort of like any type of. I hate to compare this immediately to gym, but any type of working out, it's uh-huh. essentially what you're doing. You know, and you know, with working out, there's a physical and physiological. You're challenging your body. I guess is what I'm saying. It's a fetish that challenges yeah. you. So arguably, the more you do it, is the more more the better at resisting you become. Mm-hmm. And it makes it makes the experience weirdly more comfortable. <laughs> it's not as uh, you, you notice less of the challenging parts and more of the parts that you enjoy. Cool. So, how did you first discover it? Good question. Oh, I feel like I feel like I started the way many people with Kingston fetishes started. They they <laughs> they discover them at an inopportune time childhood yeah Um, it's those little cues i suppose those things Mm -hmm. that like stick with you longer than others and you have absolutely no idea how to comprehend it and arguably shouldn't i guess but anyway it sticks with you anyway and you 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 repeat those experiences if you will and then you don't realize i guess until adulthood or closer to it what Mm -hmm. that actually means i mean we're with the age of the internet so you know it's not as hard to to deal with self-discovery and it's a lot harder to feel at least alone with what what you're what you're yeah. trying to understand but that's definitely how it was for me it started way early i can i can remember super early cues that this stuck to me mentally mm-hmm. you know and then yeah that's pretty much my origin story and when came to when adulthood came was around university of course most people in the united states and i'm sure everywhere else uh, they start uh, uh-huh. university around the 18 bracket, usually age bracket. Yeah. And my fr- I was I lucked out with my uh, freshman year roommate at the time. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, he 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 turned out to be a pretty kinky person, and he was also kind of discovering himself sexuality wise, and that played a part in it as well. So my awakening was basically college, above all else. Nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so are there like forums for people to go to or is it just, you just know a guy who knows a guy who knows. I feel like, you know, yes. So to answer your question directly, yes, there are forums okay. for it. Do they stick around typically? Um, that's a bit challenging, of course, because of different reasons. We could go into that later, but, but yeah, there are places yeah. online to meet people. Uh, halfway who have that same interest trampling squashing or otherwise yeah so say someone has decided listened to this and said you know what i want to try that i think i'm turned on by what i'm hearing what sort of safety do they need to keep in mind when doing this i think the very first thing is to make sure that you're with a partner you're playing with somebody that you trust Mm-hmm. Um, all else, that's probably the best safety advice I could give for trampling, squashing, otherwise. The other thing is to ease into it. Mm-hmm. Um, trampling is an SM kink, which mean, which for me means that it is challenging to your body. 
So mm-hmm. get the hang of listening to your body. And to do that with uh, trampling and squashing, I would, maybe I should expand upon what I mean by easing in. So yeah. let's say you're eager enough to lay yourself down horizontally, right? For this play partner that you're, that you're playing with, maybe the best thing to do is um, to maybe have him feel out your body, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, from the physical perspective, feel what the pressure at least halfway feels like different parts of your body. So maybe have him apply pressure to your favorites and then kind of expand from there. Maybe like pressure onto your stomach, maybe a a foot on the stomach and maybe like slowly increasing Mm -hmm. the weight there and then trying that in different locations of your body to see what parts that you like, uh, what parts that you don't. Personally, I think that's good safety advice because um, some people have stronger, um, some parts of your body from person to person are going to be stronger than others. Like me, I have abnormally, I have an abnormally strong chest. Mm-hmm. So personally, and probably is it recommended for everyone, I tend to have, I tend to have my play partner step up there first. It's erogenous zone, I guess. Can't really explain yeah. that one. But the point is to, on my first safety point, play with someone you trust and then the other part to kind of ease into it, apply pressure, different parts of your body until you're ready for the full thing. Yeah. Those, those are my top two safety points. I can't. <sighs> cool. So I know with like impact play, there are certain parts of the body to avoid. Like you never go near the ki- kidneys. You never go directly on the spine. Are there mm-hmm. certain points on the body that you really should stay clear of if you're the trampler? The question personally, I, Personally, I would avoid the, almost the same look. Well, not the exact same locations because at least the kidneys. I, I, I definitely I try to avoid the kidneys and I definitely try to avoid be very cautious with the head is, is how I put it. Yeah. Honestly, if you're just getting into it. I would avoid that entirely because that mm-hmm. that requires a bit of a physiological resolve. And if you're new to it, there's too, there's way too many ways that you can go wrong. For example, like you, that person could slip, you know, and if you're new to it, you're going it, to, it just exacerbates it, you know? So I guess the only parts to avoid the, the best way to answer that question directly is I would avoid the lower back or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, avoid the lower back. Do people's like weights play into a factor of this? Absolutely. Naturally, you're going to have more difficulty with higher weights. So if you're someone who is new to trampling or squashing, you're going to want to, you're you're actually going to have to be a bit considerate on the weight of the person that you're playing with. Everyone's different, but you just know that you are going to have inherently more difficulty the heavier person person is. Yeah. that makes brings me to another safety point that's actually worth mentioning. So when it comes to applying pressure to your body, there's something there's an element to consider in mm-hmm. the in the trampling and the swashing kink called weight distribution. And so what that means is what, how the way the wet, the weight is being applied to you is going to affect how it's going to affect how you respond to it. Or yeah, the way that the weight is applied to you is going to affect how you receive it. For example, someone stepping on you, that that's a lot of weight concentrated on a smaller area, which means that, say, someone is sitting on you, that's a much wider weight distribution. So even if they are at a higher weight, it may be easier for that person to sit on you than it would be for them to step on you. Yeah, so, so it's sort of like the pressure isn't uh, what's concentrated into one spot. Right, exactly. So weight distribution matters. 
That also means that someone with a LAR, this is definitely kind of biased. You're, I, I personally feel like you're going to have a different experience uh, based on a person's how big their feet are and mm-hmm. um, and in ratio to their weight. I still haven't found what how that how to mod- modulate that ratio perfectly, but it definitely matters. Also, the types of shoes that they're wearing also mm-hmm. makes a difference. I almost forgot about that. So yeah. Wearing shoes is an element that that influences the safety aspect and the weight aspect, like boots to boots to regular sneakers to cleats. The the tread specifically introduces an element. And I imagine like different treads like mod modify the sensation. Right. They do. Um, You you'll feel something different when someone with a a smooth tread is trampling you as compared to boots, which inherently have a thicker tread and more space in between. You definitely feel that. And if you're if you're a masochist like myself, you may have someone with cleats stuff on you. And that is definitely going to you're definitely going to feel that for starters. The other thing that shoe wear does is it also affects weight distribution a great deal. Mm -hmm. Bare feet tend to my Generally, they're kind of one of my preferences, but they you definitely feel the pressure points in a person's feet, the heavier that they are. Shoes remedy that a great deal, actually. They spread the weight apart. They, they spread the weight All over. Right. They spread the weight over a certain amount of space. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Little things that I've picked up on over time, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's very good advice. So, Thank you. So, yeah. So, there was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is... Sure. The way I found you is you run your own website, MXM, I believe it's called. Yep, you got it, MXM. Yes, so can you tell us about MXM, what that sort of does? Of course. So many years ago, before Mm -hmm. I was this confident enough to talk on a podcast about the things that I'm into, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like that. I was quite the opposite. I was a young kinkster who knew he had desires and wanted to feel less alone about them. Mm-hmm. So I found out this website called MXM and it was, it was like a, it was actually a genuine forum in those days, a modest population. We mostly uh, talked about discussions and such, but anyway, what MXM is today is it's this ambitious little fetish website that was started mainly for people who were into, who are into trampling and squashing to have a place online since it's arguably in some ways is less common than other kinks and fetishes. So I felt like it deserved a dedicated place on the web. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what MXM is at its, at its core. That's how it started. And that's a large popular part of its population. Yeah. I think I answered the question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what initially like motivated you to start it up? I was motivated by wanting, genuinely wanting to feel less alone. I wanted to feel less alone in my fetish and I wanted us to, I wanted people who are into trampling and squashing to have a place on the web to meet up on. As it was, it, it was arguably harder to do so at the time, um, you know. Yeah. The um, other people who were into it across different sites. Usually, it was a secondary, a kink mm-hmm. to something else, like the male feet websites that have existed over the ages. Yeah. Those have existed, but even then, trampling was always kind of a secondary. And then on some websites that were just entirely too big to so something concentrated and small and focused is kind of what I went for, at least in the beginning. Well, it's a good site. I've seen it. It's a nice design and functions quite well. Like, I recommend it. people check it out. I will put the link to it in the show notes. So where? So thank you very much for talking us through all this. This has been brilliant. Of yeah, um, great. Of course. 
Happily. So if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Twitter is a, is a good one. My website, of course, is another good one. Yeah. Very hard to find me. I think the moment an account is created, it automatically friends me. <laughs> I don't remember when I put that in place. but So Twitter, MXM. I'm also on FetLife. Recon, I'm pretty much everywhere. If there is an account and it's fetish friendly in some way, I'm probably on it. In fact, honestly, Twitter is probably the best mm-hmm. way to approach me because of the fact that I have a link tree link in my profile that points you to all the places that I'm online. So that may be the easiest way, most convenient way to reach me. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, So thank you very much for coming on and talking us through this. Of course. Absolutely. My pleasure. Cool. So yes, listeners, I hope you enjoyed. And as always, play safe.